Welcome to the Welding Business Owners Podcast, where our podcasts are late, but our bids are on time. I'm your host, Kevin, with JMW Fabrication. Today, we have episode number three with Jeremiah from Mobile Weld. His business is based out in California, and they do a lot of miscellaneous, structural, stairs, rails, and things like that. He's got a lot of really good information, and I think you guys are going to find a lot of value out of this one. So if you want to follow along and see the kind of stuff they do, you can find them on Instagram at MobileWeldINC. You can find the podcast at Welding Business Owners Podcast. You can find me at JMW Fabrication. And without further ado, here's the episode. What do you think has been the hardest thing for you to learn in business? Um, it would either be, I would say, um, one of the hardest things I, I, I would say at where I'm at is, is being the, um, being the leader of men, Mm -hmm. um, and women, if you have women in your shop, uh, but being the leader of people and welders in particularly, because, uh, you know, most welders will know that welders are definitely a different breed. You know, most welders, uh, people who become welders typically have a, a little bit of a machismo about them. You know what I mean? They have like a little bit of a, you don't go to be a welder if you're kind of a soft person, typically, mm-hmm. you know, you're typically willing to be rough and and kind of tough, you know, and stuff like that. And so that's, uh, you get big personalities, you get, um, both positive and negative in that way and being able to effectively, um, say the right things, do the right things, be the right leader has been one of the toughest challenges in the business. Yeah. Uh, Employees have definitely been the toughest challenge in the business. Um, estimating what I'd say would be the second, um, um, because, you know, estimating your, your guessing, <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like, I guess with a bunch of zeros <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and some of these guesses are really big guesses, you know? Yeah. Um, and there's a lot on the line, you know, I've definitely failed on some of them, you know, like, uh, like that parking garage, I didn't even think to put, you know, Hey, uh, we need GPR done. For those who don't know what that is, GPR is ground penetrating radar. Um, I have that in all my estimates where I'm going to um, connect with concrete. I have ground penetrating radar needs to be done by others prior to our install or our design. So um, when we design a job, when Tyler in there does the um, shop drawings to submit to the engineer, um, we have to we put in our our verbiage that we need ground penetrating radar done and mapping done on the concrete mm. uh, so that they can show us where the rebar is. Yeah. So like we, we tell the general contractor, you have to do this. And, and if they get, if they get upset about it, say, look, this is why, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I always, you know, I always ask, is it, um, is it post-tension, you know, cause you can get yourself in some really big trouble if it's post-tension and you hit that post-tensioning cable, you know, I mean, really big trouble. So, um, those are things that, you know, when you're bidding these jobs, like, unfortunately, sometimes you're going to just have to take your licks and learn your lessons. In fact, you just are, 
and that's been really tough but and then leading people that's you know it's weird there's this really weird fine balance that you have to um that you have to ride on this thin line of 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 between being a jerk and being too soft Mm -hmm. you know there's that there's that real fine line you want to you know i care about all the guys we have we have a great crew i couldn't be more thankful but we've had a lot of uh a lot of bad seeds come through our company you know and um i tell i tell a lot of people and it's really great um, I tell a lot of the people when I'm in an interview or if I'm about to hire people or something like that, I'll tell them, I'll say, just so you know, the guys will fire you way before I will. Yeah. And so my crew will, will one by one, they'll be, they'll be like, Hey dude, you got to get rid of this guy. This guy's trouble, you know, or, <laughs> or this person's not doing their project there, you know, because I have sometimes quotas but more of like a i i know what they should be kind of ballpark getting done in a day yeah and if they don't get that done then they're gonna they're gonna hear about it from me and so uh if somebody is holding them up and not um doing what they've said they could do in their interview or 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 they're just lazy or they're just really slow some people have skill and they can get it done it's just going to take them eons to get it done you know um so all those things make a difference and if it's dragging the guys down they're gonna let me know and um but then there's that tough part of like having those conversations with people and how do you navigate that conversation and how do you uh how do you show people you care but still have to you know keep control of the costs and all the things that are going on with the business um, and be firm and responsible in, in that way, you know, it's, yeah. that's a, that's a tough one. It's complicated. People are funny animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Some of the things that, you know, we have, it's funny cause the, the, our crew will repeat. There's like these classic phrases that past employees have said where it just, you know, your jaw drops when you hear them say it. And so like they'll, they'll get repeated throughout the years, Yeah, you know, <laughs> like one of them is like, do you even know what you're doing? Where this one person said that to us and we we're like, and they and come to find out that person had no idea what they were doing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so it just, it just gets, it gets really funny, but, um, but it, yeah, that's been a tough part. And, and, you know, for someone who's, who's looking to get employees, I, I think you really have to have. And really have to go into it with a thick skin, mm-hmm. you know, because employees are going to, um, even if they don't want to or don't mean to, uh, certain stuff kind of, uh, for lack of better words, kind of, it stings sometimes, you know, some yeah. of the stuff done. And, um, and you know, it, they don't mean to do it on purpose or something like that. But, man, some of it's like, wow, you really don't care like yeah. or something like that and then you know then the next day they're they're great you know or something like that so it's it's just this weird kind of balance and you have to have kind of a thick skin to kind of look at it and go look these are just you know these are just guys just being guys and and you know don't don't take too much out of it you know don't get too upset about it just you know 
act like, you know, act like it's a business and just treat it like a business, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, real quick, do you have a stop time? No. Okay. Can you give me one minute? My guy needs, uh, it's only me and him today and he needs me to help move something. Yeah. No worries. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Sorry about that. No worries. Yeah. Our foreman's out sick. The other two guys are, three guys are not here today and he's the only one sitting here doing overtime and he had a railing that he had to flip and you know just like you i don't have a bridge crane yet yeah yet so yes we just, I just it's like 20 feet long i'm like i'll just give you a hand I'll just flip it over <laughs> yeah totally totally that's the way it is too yeah i i think it's important as a as a business owner to still kind of get out there a little bit and you know i don't I, you know, at the point I'm at now, I, I don't get to get out in the field hardly at all. Um, but like, even just like jumping out there and helping somebody flip something over or help sweep up the shop or whatever it is, if I've got a little extra, if I need to get off the computer, cause I'm dozing off in front of it <laughs> yeah. in front of a bunch of numbers, <laughs> you know, get out, go sweep up the shop a little bit and say hi and, and chat a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah you know do you uh do you still uh do you still get out there and, and in the field and work still oh yeah uh, i do so i've been trying not to because it helps empower my foreman to make good decisions and everybody respect his authority um mm -hmm. so i've been kind of i've been easing back off of that for about six or eight months but we just bought another truck um to do another road truck so we have so right now we've got we got a shop truck and we have we have a full mobile rig but we just bought another rig with a crane and an air compressor on it to go s collect s some more of the other work that we've been turning away because a like a, a lot of our stuff we'll build it and then we'll have to go install it and i don't like I couldn't, I can't pull that truck off of that job in order to go do mobile work. So we've been pushing a lot of it off and giving it away to other local companies. Well, why, like I could, I could keep an entire person busy with the work that I give away. So let's go buy the truck and find the person to put it inside it. And first thing was get the truck. So a few weeks ago, I went out to Oklahoma. I bought the truck, actually the, the one I'm sitting in now. And I'm working on outfitting it, fully stocking it. But I know that to find a guy who can do road work is, well, you can find guys, you can find guys to fix equipment. They're, they're rough. They are hard hitters and they can get that done. But we also need a kind of a road guy who can have the finesse to install like nice looking railings and not screw it all up. So mm -hmm. you really, you really have to have the uh, the tenacity and, and and the muscle to go work on like heavy equipment when you need to, but not scratch some stainless railing that we're putting in when you go install it. And that person is very hard to find, and I know that. <laughs> so right now, that person is oh, me. Yeah. So I and I know it. <laughs> I knew I knew it when I bought the truck. I'm like, I'm going to be in this truck for as long as it takes to find that guy. So yep. right now I am doing more, you know, um, we're, we're trying to build up the mobile work to like, you know, three, four or five days a week 
so that we can, you know, just put somebody in for turnkey and just l let them go do it. But we have to build that up. And I'm on the road, you know, two, three days a week now, just getting that client base going, putting our name out there that we are doing more than just installing our own stuff now. So, and you know what? I forgot how much I really like doing the like road work. You know, like oh, yeah. before, it with with our other truck, it's you know, it, it's it's a little older, but it's low miles, and it looks it looks really nice. And you know, we have most of the stuff that you need on there, but this truck, I'm I'm kind of going all out. It's got the crane, it's got the compressor, it's got um, a, like the, the service body is enclosed, but you can actually fold up the top, to slide backwards, so that you can still cr like have a big open top. And I'm just putting everything I want on this thing. I, right. like, I, I want it so that I can confidently roll up to any job and 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 do it and w w without any questions. And even when stuff goes sideways, I'm able to adapt and not have to run to Home Depot for stuff. You know what I mean? So I'm stocking the entire truck with it. That's, that's funny that you said that because uh, we asked our accountant probably, uh, I think it was like a year or two ago, and we said, hey, what do you see with all of our expenditures? Where do you see like that we are bleeding money the most? And they said, Home Depot trips. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when they said that, you know, you don't even notice yeah. how often you go to Home Depot. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's multiple times a week. That's just lost money. Yeah. And you don't think about all those, but it, it's really hard for us. We're unfortunately, we're very reactionary instead of uh, we don't have the staff to to plan ahead enough to uh, make sure that we have every screw and every bolt and everything's in a spot ready for them to grab and go. You know, unfortunately, sometimes it, it requires our our guys to stop and and get stuff. So, yeah. Um, our guys are taking off right in front of me right now with a big load of glass. I hate doing glass railings. I really do. <laughs> I really do. But we, we get a lot of them. calls for them. Really? Yeah, it's weird. It's like you do it a couple times for a favor for a contractor that you do a lot of work for. And before you know it, like somebody else wants one. And all of a sudden you're doing a bunch of these things. And, you know, there's a lot of metal involved, you know, a lot of custom metal involved with it too. But. Ugh, I hate doing it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So that's that's one thing. Like like you said, to have everything ready on a rig, and to be able to just go and know that you you're going to be able to adapt and not have to go to Home Depot all the time. Huge. Yep. Huge. Because yeah. you know, like 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 those bolts that you need. Like it's not just the cost of the of the bolts. It's you have to wrap up. You have to drive there. If you've got a guy with you, or let's not even say you're on the job site yet. Let's just say that you're leaving the shop and you got to go to Home Depot and you got a guy with you. Well, you're paying both their rates for them Definitely. to go 10 minutes out of their way and go in there. Like you're not getting out of Home Depot in any less than 15 minutes. Like if 15 minutes, if you're lucky. More like 20 to 25 minutes by the time you get stuff and whatever. Um, and then you, you're you back on the road. Dude, That that that's like a $60, $100 trip. You know, because it's not only their rate, 
It's the insurance you pay on them. It's insurance on everything else. It's the lost time. It's the the four hundred one k. It's their their health insurance you're paying. You know that like that ten dollars worth of bolts just cost you ninety dollars because you had two guys go out of their way for a half hour and on top of the cost of the bolts. You know what I mean? So like we try to like I try to empower our foreman Dylan to look ahead for things like that and preemptively order them. Or if you got to go to Home Depot. Buy it all at once. You know what I mean? I'm ashamed with how much stuff I buy on Amazon. But you know what? I, my time is way more valuable than anything else that I could, you know, if, if the stuff that I buy on Amazon would take me hours to buy each each week. You know, mm-hmm. if, if I only made a couple trips, if I made two trips to the hardware store, it's like it, it, it doesn't pale in comparison to how, how cheap you can get it on Amazon. Delivered to your door in a couple days and hopefully a couple days sometimes it doesn't show up but then you just have to go buy it but um (laughs) yeah it's you know it's it's things like that where we just try to um just try to prepare for the worst and hope for the best you know and do you guys have mcmaster car where you're at yeah yeah delivered to you within hours yep oh i love them they're expensive but but when you need like a few bolts and, you know, you're, it's the afternoon and they're going out tomorrow morning. Hey, uh, it's worth it to pay the extra 10 bucks. Absolutely. Oh, my you gosh. Know, to get, yeah, they're amazing. They're amazing. The, them and Granger. So Gr- Granger is actually about 30. One of their hubs. So their hub is in Lehigh Valley where we're at. So and one of their stores is, I don't know, it's actually on my way. To, to work so but i can order it at like three o'clock four o'clock actually i i think i can order up to eight o'clock at night and it'll still be here the next day delivered to us and i'm like man how do you and like they're not price for mcmaster car versus granger granger's a i th- i think for what i've looked is a little bit cheaper but mcmaster car has everything oh everything my yeah. Like, it's the it's the uh, it's amazing. Like, if if anybody's out there and you are just a one man shop, you cannot, your time is not even slightly worth going to a hardware store if you can buy it on McMaster Cart and have it delivered. Yeah, you know, within within hours. I have a Granger. Uh, I'm parked in front of my shop, and I have a Granger. If I had a slingshot, I could hit Granger from here. <laughs> no I'm, I'm like not even exaggerating like it's one block less than one block away i have a granger hub right down the street but um but yeah it's like them it's like next day which is still really good um, yeah and we've ordered plenty of stuff from and so it's great like uh, there's so many suppliers like within blocks of me right here it's great um we have an air gas we have multiple different gas companies like within two blocks of us um, which is amazing. So all those little consumables, all that little stuff is like, um, is right there. I mean, yeah, it's, it's that, those things are kind of key for, for people who are listening, who might be looking to get a, um, you know, like their own industrial unit. They're looking to go get a commercial unit somewhere. Location's kind of key still with, with what we do. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I'm sure some people live in places where, you know, they're, they're just away from all that stuff regardless. But if you're in a kind of a, a major metropolitan area, you know, it's great to get a shop that's close to all your suppliers. Like if you can, if you can do that, it'll save you a ton of time uh, in all your day daily things, you know, for getting, you know, hardware, like heavy hardware and your metal supplier and all that stuff, you know, um, it's just, is really nice to be close to all that stuff. Yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> Cause <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love McMaster car. I love, you know, I like Granger. I like all these companies, but there's a lot of times you still just have to go get it, you know? Yeah. And if they're right down, right around the corner, it makes a huge difference. You know, it's such a difference from our first shop, which was another 20 minutes down the road. So it's like, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's a huge difference when you're going to get stuff. It's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> How's your, uh, so your new truck, that's a service truck. Um, you're, you're, are you mostly looking at like heavy equipment repair or just whatever? Kind of whatever. Um, right now, we sh uh, before we got this truck, we shied away from heavy equipment repair because because it's everything. It, it's just so heavy, and you really you know if you're out in the field, you can't be like, hey, let me borrow your backhoe to hold this plate up so I can tack it in place. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna be like, piss off. I'm gonna go find somebody else who is actually <laughs> equipped to do this. So um, we've shied away from that. Um, I did a lot of that when I first started out. And dude, I threw my back out more times than I could uh, tell you. And I'm, I'm a pretty capable, pretty, pretty strong guy. So how can I expect somebody who is probably not as capable and probably not as strong to go out there and do what I did? And I still got hurt. So the crane was just a must for us. Um, I don't want to chase the heavy equipment work so much. Um, but I want to be able to not turn it down if it comes to us. Really, right. it, it's going to be, um, you know, an install truck. Um, if we had to go build something on site, we're going to have everything we need here. We're still going to keep our other truck as a secondary truck because it's th that has, you know, that's pretty, that's 90% capable of doing what uh, m most of what we need to do. So this, what it, it like the, the truck I bought was a, a mechanics truck. So it's got an air compressor and a crane. The, um, but I feel like he barely ever used it. Like the, the compressor has nine hours on it. And the, the crane itself, oh it's funny. He never, like whoever had it, never greased the crane because they never used it. Like the paint was like all the paint, except for like right where it, it latches on, was still all on the hook. So it was like barely ever used and it was just, yeah, I, 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 it was, it was a good buy for what we needed and it's exactly what we need. So you're in the, uh, I'm in the same boat where I get, I turn away so much small repair work. Mm -hmm. Like I just can't even keep up with it like that to do that. But like you said, there are different kinds of welders. So I teach it up at, uh, a city college right uh, one of the local city colleges and one of my first things that i ask the students in my class like right now uh, i've taught multiple different classes for them but uh, right now i teach like a, a mig welding flux core class 
And so I'll ask students, uh, always the first day I'll ask them, I'll ask them, okay, how many of you are actually looking to become a professional welder? You know, and I get between 60, 60 to 90% of the students will say, yes, I want to be a professional welder. And then I'll say, okay, well, what kind of welder? Let me, let, you know, let me hear some of you, what kind of welder you want to be? And they all get, give me this deer in the headlights look like, uh, <laughs> I just want to be a welder. And you're like, well, I, you know, and then that's when I go into explaining to them that there are, oh my goodness, so many different avenues of becoming a welder. You know, there's aerospace, there's, there's iron working, there's, you know, pipeline and pipe fitting pipe. You know what I mean? There's so many different, there's, there's heavy equipment pair. Um, there's the whole industrial side of things, you know what I mean? There's mechanics, there's, um, underwater, you know, there's all sorts of stuff. There's, there's welding jobs in the military. Um, but with that, there's different kinds of welders and fabricators, you know, there's, there's guys that can go in there and just tear it up on heavy industrial stuff. But man, you put them into some finicky, nice stuff with some finishes and they're just going to thrash that thing. Yeah, They have, they, they, they have never practiced that whole finesse skill of, you know, Hey, don't touch that to there or, or, you know, don't make sure that that, that moving blanket that you put over is brand new. Otherwise it's going to scratch the finish from the, just from the dust, you know what I mean? Like all those all those weird little things that, you know, you, you really have to find the right person for it, where you said, if you're going to have someone that's going out doing heavy equipment repair and then, and then installing, and then, you know, some of your nice spiral staircases or something like that. And it's just been powder coated gloss, something shows every last little blemish on it. You know what I mean? Yep. Even if you're wearing a cloth glove and you twist your hand really tight, it'll put a scuff on it, you know? Yep. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. And check back next week for the fourth and final episode with Jeremiah from Mobile Weld. I really appreciate all your guys' feedback and all the Instagram messages I get. So feel free to reach out on Instagram at Welding Business Owners Podcast. You can follow all the stuff that Jeremiah does on his Instagram at Mobile Weld INC. And guys, it really helps me out and other people find it if you leave a five-star review in the podcast player that you're listening to. So if you found value out of this episode, please go there. Give me a five-star review. I really, really appreciate it. Until next week, get out there, get it done, and get it invoiced.